Welcome to the She's the Owner podcast, a podcast where we talk about business, relationships, mindset, and even sex. We go deep on how the masculine and feminine can show up in all areas in life and how to make those energies work for you rather than against you. So grab a coffee and buckle up. This is the She's the Owner podcast. Hey guys, as always, we appreciate a five-star review if this podcast has brought you some insight or giggles or whatever in between. Either way, we'd love to hear from you. Now let's get to the show. Hey everybody, this is the She's the Owner podcast. I'm your host, Kara McCarran. Welcome to the show. Um, if you're watching this, um, hi. If you're listening to this, also hi. Um, so how's everybody doing? Happy hump day. It's a Wednesday. And, uh, I'm again, like, um, I know I, I mentioned this a lot, but I would love for you to just stay really connected to the podcast. The goal this year is to produce even more. Um, we're at 181 episodes now, and I definitely want to double that this year for sure. Um, and share it if it's valuable to you and you find something made you laugh or something clicked for you share it with your girlfriends like the whole purpose of all of this stuff is so that we can all share the information we get i know there's a lot of information out there but share it um it's important that that's what we're doing as women as sisters right so what do i want to talk about today um today we're going to talk about perimenopause and hormones now i'm going to tell you straight up i'm not coming at this from any type of clinical perspective i'm coming at it this is really just like my experience in it so far and I want to I want to share it with you mostly because I want you to know you're not fucked up if you're feeling away and um that was weird something just flew by my screen on the screen but not in my face okay I'm just gonna move past that um maybe there's a little something something in the room with me right now anyway I don't want to freak myself out. So I want to just talk about it because I think, you know, part of like part of the conversation really is around feminine, masculine energy. But I want to just um, kind of share a bit of my experience so that you feel like you're not alone in that. Because I think part of the challenge with any type of um, whether it's hormones or parts of your life or traumas or things you're going through, I think one of the hardest parts about that is when you feel by yourself, like when you feel like nobody gets me, I'm feeling fucked all by myself over here. And that's a super shitty feeling. So I'm just going to share a little bit about what I physically feel like I'm going through. Um, and then, you know, hopefully something lands for you. And then I'll tell you kind of how I'm thinking about it. And you know, any little tricks that I'm doing. I'm not. So I'm about to turn 47 like next Tuesday and I've been experiencing. So here's, here's how it goes. I've been experiencing what they call perimenopausal symptoms for about, I don't know, let's say a year. And perimenopausal symptoms can like there's a wide range of what you can feel so some women let me just actually pull it up so that I can tell you just a, a broad stroke of what like you know women can feel doesn't mean you're going to feel all of these things but I can tell you what I feel um let me just symptoms okay um, but it, it, like, this isn't an exhaustive list. Of course, this is just sort of like, um, you know, some shit that you can feel. 
and I'm getting this from WebMD, which I don't love, but it is what it is for right now. So when women in perimenopause have at least some menopausal symptoms, or women in perimenopause have at least some of these symptoms, they may include hot flashes and night sweats, also known as vascom, vasometer, vasomotor symptoms. I probably butchered that. Breast tenderness, worse PMS, um, lower sex drive, fatigue, irregular per- periods, vaginal dryness, discomfort during sex, urine leakage when coughing or sneezing, um, urinary urgency, mood swings, and trouble sleeping. So these are all, I'm just going to hang on. So these are all sort of atypical or sorry, typical symptoms, not atypical, but typical symptoms. And I think one thing, like when you just say mood swings, like what does that even mean? Like, why are we even calling just saying mood swings? I think that's so like, I don't know. To me, it's like, why? Let's get a little bit more specific on what a mood swing. Yes, if you're a woman and you're experiencing perimenopause, you likely know what that means. However, not everybody does. And it's like, you know, let's get a little bit more specific. So for me, the biggest, so far, the biggest change I've seen is in my period frequency or regularity. So last year it started to move from like 28 days. You could, you could like bank anything on it. You could set your entire calendar year on my period. Like it was on time usually lasted somewhere between three to five days. No big deal. I used to have endometriosis when I was in my early twenties and I had severe endometriosis, but, um, I had a surgery that it was laparoscopic to remove a bunch of cysts. Like that's part of what endometriosis is. And when I had it, they, they said, if you want to get pregnant, now's the time. So Ken and I got pregnant and pregnancy cures um, endometriosis. Like it really does help get rid of, get rid of it. So I don't experience endometriosis. I haven't in a long time, like since I started having children. Um, but before that it was brutal, but my periods are pretty much been 28 days, like the entire, my entire reproductive time. And then last year they started to change. So it was 24 days, 26 days, 28 days. And it would kind of go between. And that was like, they're quite specific when they talk about perimenopause that that number is like, you know, that usually means that's where you're at. So fast forward to the end of last year and my period went for like two weeks and it wasn't like a full period. It was like my normal amount of time, but then it was spotting after and I was like, oh my God, is this ever going to end? Like, this is so irritating. And so now I'm on day like 31 or something and I still have no period, but I'm fully PMSing. I fully feel like garbage. I'm exhausted. I'm snappy and I just fucking want to kill everything and everybody. And, and I think like, it's important, right? Like we need to talk about that. It's not, it's now I will say I am, um, very, very diligently eating on my meal plan, which if any of you follow me on Instagram, I'm doing the Gina Livy, Livy, sorry, Gina Livy, um, program, which is like, it could not be easier. Like the, it could not be easier. Like this is the easiest thing I've ever followed because it's incredibly basic. Like there's not a lot of thought required. It's very, very basic. And so I am only on day nine. So I'm very, 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 very fresh into it, but I'm regulating my blood sugars probably for the first time in years. And so that's going to make a huge, huge difference on my hormones. 
Um, I'm regulating, you know, everything in my body, like my gut flora, everything. So that's going to make a tremendous difference, but I can, you know, I just feel like really severe PMS and that's not normal. Like we're not supposed to feel that way, ladies. Like there's an entire industry that's created to make us feel like it's normal to feel like shit, you know, several times during the month. That's just not the case when you're balanced and your hormones are balanced and your body is balanced. You definitely don't. That's not a given at any age to feel like garbage and to have be in a ton of pain. That's just, you know, what they want us to think because that's a whole other conversation. So for me, it's, it's the tiredness. My joints definitely have been sore in the past. They're not anymore. Um, a lot of that for me. So the other thing I'm, I kind of manage is, um, I have Hashimoto's disease. So, and I don't even totally fully, like, I, I believe that that's a, that's a thing in my body. Do I believe that it's like something that can't be eradicated? No, I think it can be. Um, with diet and supplements and other healing modalities. So, but basically what that means is I have a low thyroid and I used to have Graves disease, which is an overactive thyroid when I was in my twenties, probably part of why I had endometriosis and challenges like that, because my endocrine systems totally was messed up from trauma, which we have talked about in other podcasts. I believe it was the healing podcast. If you want to take a listen to that one, I talk about how I really firmly believe that my childhood created all the rest of it, um, from my thyroid going berserk to my gallbladder to all of the rest of it. So definitely the, the Hashimoto's plays a factor in it. But again, with this eating plan and just taking better care of myself, I'm definitely going to experience fewer symptoms. And, uh, you know, maybe someday totally fix it. Uh, I do take a thyroid medication. I've tried armor thyroid, not so, which is naturally desiccated thyroid that comes from pigs and it did help in the beginning. It did not help long-term though. So I went back on level thyroxin and, uh, we'll just kind of see how that goes for, you know, another, maybe I'll give it another year. Um, so the thyroid definitely plays a role, obviously, in all, like the thyroid is like your engine of the body and people don't understand the implication of that. I didn't. I didn't even know what a thyroid was when I was diagnosed with Graves disease, which, which is hyperactive thyroid. So anyway, blah, blah, blah. Here we are. And so food. So here's some things like maybe write this down. Um, and I just realized my energy is really low right now. Like I'm very you know, my body's low, but I'm tired. And here's the other thing. I just want to start bleeding. Ladies, you get this. Like when you're feeling this way and you're exhausted and you just want to feel better, you know, the moment you start to bleed, you're going to feel better. I'm desperately waiting for that because it's, I've been in this PMS zone for like over a week and it sucks. So anytime now, body, you want to start bleeding, but um, so if you want to start to make some changes that are going to help you feel better hormonally, here's number, you know, a couple things that I would, would suggest for sure. Top of the top, top, top is drink your water. Like I'm talking, you know, I'm, I aim for about a hundred ounces a day, um, minimum. And if I get over that, then I'm happy, but that's like five water bottles a day. So for me, that's, um, seems to be like, pretty attainable. And that makes me feel decent. Like definitely if I'm drinking water, I'm feeling a thousand times better. Um, eating like 
I highly recommend the Gina Livey method. Um, I will post it on Instagram. I will tag her on Instagram when I um, share the podcast because there's just something, I mean, hi, I freaking swear all the time. I'm like very, you know, say it the way it is. I don't mince words. Like I, you know, I try to say things with kindness every single time I open my mouth, but I do say it straight. This is how she is. And I deeply appreciate it. She like the first live she did, she's like, well, we're not here to fuck around. And I was like, no, we're not. That's so beautiful. Like I was so happy that, um, she just came out like that. It was really awesome. So, um, like if you want a plan that you find doable and forever, she says losing the weight finally and forever. And like that one statement, that one line was what hooked me. My girlfriend, Carrie, um, suggested, or she had done this last year and she talked about it, but not in depth. So I didn't really get a good sense of what it was. She's kind of like in passing was like, Oh, I'm doing this program, whatever, whatever. And I didn't really get enough information to even like, think about it. And then she brought it up again, but was like more in depth about what she said. And I was like, Oh, and then I looked her up and I was like, okay, it's $75 for three months. Like you can't go fucking wrong people. And I do feel like for the first time ever, and I've done multiple plans. I've worked with nutritionists, dietitians, like I've done it fucking all Dr. Poon diet, like all of it for whatever reason, I feel like, I feel like the inflammation in my body is going slowly, but it's moving out. I can tell my daughter said, mom, you look way like the pump pup in your stomach is like way flatter. Um, last night at the end of the day, I showed her my stomach and she's like, she, her eyes bulged. Cause she's like, Holy frick, like way flatter. So the inflammation is like, so for some reason, I know this is going to get me to where I want to be. And, and like, it's not even, um, it's not even like this overinflated sense of excitement. It's this sense of peace that I'm just like, finally, I found something that makes sense to me that sort of combined everything I've learned, but it really just erased everything I learned. Like it takes, she just, I don't know. I can't recommend her enough. If she had an affiliate program, you bet your ass I'd be selling it. She doesn't, I don't think, but I'm a huge advocate and we're on day nine. Like there's, she's just wicked. The way she talks about food, et cetera, is hilarious. And it's just amazing. So I'm going to link it in the show notes and I will link it on Instagram, et cetera. I'll, I'll make sure you, but if for some reason you can't find it, it's Gina Livy, G I N A L I V Y. That's her name. It's the Gina Livy or weight loss by Gina. Okay. So you have no excuse. But diet, like diets, you know, I, I said it the other day, and I mean, you've heard this a million times, diet, you cannot out train a bad diet, right? Like you can't, there's diets, number one, diets, 80% of it. And for sure, when we're talking perimenopause, it's a massive part of it. Like getting enough fats, getting, don't be scared of fat. Like I'm not saying go eat cheeseburgers all day, but have your avocados, have your olive oil. I have MCT oil in my coffee. I'm doing bulletproof bulletproof coffee again. And mine's decaf. So it's like, I don't have to feel like a psycho. I also drink ketones, which I, I just started to drink again, which that gives me a boost of energy. Um, but it makes my, my brain fog better. There's, and I, I mean, as I, um, I'm thinking about 
possibly becoming an affiliate for ketones. I really like them. I don't know what it is. It's just like this overall sense of well-being when I drink them, just like when I drink Greens Plus. Um, but so if you need to supplement, don't be afraid of supplements. You don't have to go ham on it and spend a million dollars on your supplements, but like be conscious, you know, Bulletproof Coffee has MCT oil, grass-fed butter, like those are good fats. Those are good things to put in your body and they help your brain. So don't be scared of them, especially during perimenopause. Um, the, now moving your body, I still, my meniscus in my knee is still not fully healed. So I'm ultra paranoid about tearing it to the point where I need to go for surgery. So I'm definitely not moving my body at all. Like really, I'm getting an Apple watch tomorrow for my birthday. Um, my ex-husband bought it. Like how friggin' nice is that? Even though I'm being a total sass monkey around the house right now, but, um, so I'm going to be conscious of my steps. So I can go for little short bursts of walks. Like I can walk for about 15 minutes before I start to get a little bit something in my knee where I'm like, yeah, I got to stop. So, um, but moving the body. And of course I know you, everybody will say, there's a lot of other things you can do besides little, little. I already hate working out. So it's like, if I'm, if I'm already told I can't do certain things and I'm even more pissy about it, I know it's idiotic, but that's one of my big goals is to like get myself energetically. And, and that's part of the reality is like during this time, I, I just want to be in bed and I'll probably work from bed. You can see my bed behind me. Oh, you can see the puppy and the other puppy. Um, I'll be working from bed probably and taking a nap. Like, so that would be the number four thing. So what did we say? Water, diet, move your body, uh, naps. I recognize that many of you might work for somebody else. And you might be downtown, whatever, anycity.com, and you can't do this. But if you are self-employed, like I am, and you are able to take time during the day to have a siesta, fucking do it. And don't feel bad about it. Don't feel away about it. Have a nap. Like, the body knows what she's doing. If she's saying, girlfriend, you need to have a snooze, take 20 minutes and have a snooze. And if like it turns into an hour, it turns into an hour. Like I'm so tired of like this whole narrative, especially because the narrative comes from the opposite sex. And you guys know I'm fucking, I'm a lover of the men. However, I'm not a lover of what they perpetuate in terms of like what their body needs versus what our body needs. Our body needs to sleep. We make people you know, especially right now where my hormones are completely shifting right out of what has always been baby making mode to no longer making baby mode. It's a, it's a big, it's a lot of work and I'm fucking tired. So I'm going to take the nap and I'm not going to feel away about it. Um, if you're taking naps every day, you know, you, you know, your body, if you're like, eh, this might be, I might be more tired than I need to be. Go see a naturopath, go see a health practitioner and figure out maybe you need to supplement, maybe your iron's low, whatever. But like at the end of the day, if you need a friggin' nap, take a friggin' nap. Like I'm productive all the time. So if I need, if I take an hour and I need like, let's say if I take an hour and I sleep for an hour this afternoon, or even like, what time is it this morning? If I go back, cause I had a shitty sleep. That's part of this whole hormonal thing is like just garbage quality sleeps for me. It's terrible. It's so frustrating. And I take magnesium. I do all the things. But if for some reason, like I sleep from two to four 
right? I still work into the evening. Like I love what I do. I'm, you know, I don't love the studying for the real estate. It's boring as fuck. Let me tell you, oh my God, is it boring? But I'm also coaching still and I'm doing some marketing work for some brands, uh, one in particular that I'm like so jazzed about. And so for me, doing stuff like that, like I'm, I love it. I'm pumped to do it. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like a job at all. Like not, not even a little bit. So I'll work at six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11 o'clock at night. I don't give a shit. I had a nap. I'm good. Um, so nap, like rest when you can let your body tell you if it tells you rather you're tired, it's tired, take a nap. And then number five, I would say is just like, give yourself grace. It is a big job that your body's doing. Do not apologize for it. Do not make excuses for it. Just be cool about it. Like perimenopause and into menopause can be very easy for many women. I am not saying that it's not. So I don't need everybody adding me like, oh, it's no big deal. It was a breeze. I don't give a shit about your experience if it was a breeze right? Happy for you, but I don't really care. And I don't want to hear it. And I don't think anybody who's going through it really gives two fucks if it was easy for you. Okay. There, that's my, that's what I'm saying. There's, there's my piece, but understand like this is a major shift in our body and it's okay for it to rattle you. It's okay for you to feel sad. It's okay. Like, I'll be honest. Here's one thing I don't think we talk about nearly enough or at all. Like if I'm being honest, I don't think I've ever heard any woman who's going through it talk about how sad it can feel. Like, look at me, right? I'm 46. Yeah, there's a bit of a touch up on my Zoom screen. I'm I'm not that wrinkle-less, but you can see I have wrinkles in my forehead and in here, right? Okay. But do I look like, if you were going to think of somebody who's who's in menopause, do I look like her? Fuck no. Even I know that, okay? It's not the same as it was when our parents and, my, and our grandmothers went through it. But the, the issue is when I look at myself and I'm like, and I think about my age, I'm like, oh my God, I'm 47 and I'm going through perimenopause? The fuck? The, the look I had in my mind and the age I had in my mind was not this. And so why is it sad? Because I, I'm soon no longer going to be able to have children. Do I want more kids? No. Guys, if there's any men listening and you, you want to date me, FYI, no more babies. This factory is closed. But is it a different feeling when I can't? Yeah. When my body's like, sorry, Kara, you're not having any more babies. And we're just going to close the shop. Like I don't have, I have zero control over that. My body is telling me that that part of my life is over and it absolutely can feel terrible, especially like for me with my youngest, she's, she's will be 14 in, in May. And it's really been challenging. It's been a very challenging part of my motherhood because she's the most independent of all of the kids like at this, at this age, she's the most independent. Um, she's, she's been raised similarly, but quite, um, like her level of personal development far exceeds the other children's personal development, just because I got more into it when she was small. And so she's been raised with a lot of these, like we had a beautiful conversation yesterday where she was like really fully just embodied her 
emotions and sadness about just normal teenager shit. But we like we addressed her limiting beliefs. I never did that with my other kids. So she's way more mature in a lot of ways and like way ahead of her pack um, in those ways. So my baby is really developing to this young woman really quickly in front of my eyes. And that's painful for me. Of course, it's a privilege. Of course, I'm happy that my daughter is thriving. Like, don't get me wrong. Don't, I don't need, you know, shit about it. But is it sad as a mom to be like, wow, my baby days are over. My kids don't need me. And that's it. Yeah. And again, I'm pretty, I mean, I had kids young, so I'm pretty young to have like, to be approaching the empty nester part. So you couple that with the perimenopause and you feel kind of fucked. And, and so I give myself grace. Like I have to consciously remind myself, don't freak out. It's okay if you feel away, blah, blah, blah. But like, it definitely feels painful and it, and it, it can feel painful. And, um, I want you to know that's totally okay. And it's okay to say it and it's okay to act it and it's okay to feel it. And if you need me, reach out. I'm happy to help, you know, be an ear for you. Not every day because I got my own shit. (laughs) Although we could swap, right? You can complain to me and tell me how sad you are and I'll do the same. But for real, like your support system is everything. And I have an incredible, like I, I have the strongest support system I've ever had in my entire life. How funny is it that at 46, that's when I met all these girls or got, I didn't meet them all, but I got close to them last year. Like how funny is that? It took me 46 years to find my forever tribe. And um, they are super, super, super supportive. I know I could call any one of them and be like, yo, I'm having a shit day. My hormones are fucked. I'm feeling sad about my kid growing up so fast in front of me, blah, blah, blah. And they'd be like, come over or let's go, whatever. Like the support system is there. So utilize them. Your girlfriends know what you're going through as much as, as you're going through it. And if they're not in the same stage of life as you are, that doesn't matter. A true sisterhood, it doesn't matter. And so support system is, I would say number six. So, you know, making sure that you have a strong network of women, not, not just men, but women around you who understand it and who can empathize with you, because I think that's critical. Like, like the girl Carrie that I was talking about with the weight loss, she's officially as of January 2nd, she's in men, she's in menopause and she's younger than me. So that's really young to go through, to actually go through menopause. But like, I can go to her and be like, Hey, I'm fucked. Like, can you help support me? And she will, because she's gone through it and she knows what it's like. So that's it. I hope that this, um, episode was good for you. I, I want to tell you too, if, um, if you've gone to the end of this, which I hope you have, um, if you are, if there's anybody that you would like me to interview this year in 2023, like that, this podcast, I, I was looking at the stats and I'm thinking, you know what, this is not like, I've had this podcast for three years. It should be doing more than it's doing. And so that's my, my 2023 goal for the, she's the owner podcast is really to get, get it out there because there's a lot of women suffering through stuff, whether it's business mindset, personal development, eating, menopause, whatever that need to hear this stuff and need to hear what other women have to say. So there's going to be, and men, um, I'm, I'm really pushing to get a couple of really incredible guests on the show. If you didn't listen to the last one we just did, it was Deb with Debbie Houghton. She's one of the closest people to me. She's so amazing. It was such a good podcast. If you haven't listened to it, please do. It was, it's a bit of a longer one than I, I normally do, but 
That's because there was two of us. So anyway, I hope you have an amazing day and the rest of your week. If you have questions, um, let me know. And I will do my best to link the thing that I was, the Gina Livy um, program that I'm doing. I will link it in the show notes and wherever else I need to. All right. I love you. Have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.